1: Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
2: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Learn more at meta.com/slash/metaverseimpact.
2: Hey, this is John Ridley, and this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And
3: welcome to Talk Talk, John. We've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing
1: panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're
0: complicated and they are human.
1: This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation.
0: Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching
2: FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Oh, that is us. Good evening, everybody. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, as we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The bonus hour of the show. Torres and Spaniel sitting in for the guys. Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. We're two minutes away. We'll start getting into games three and four. We'll put behind us what happened in the first two games. More on that Kyrie Lebron, I guess, bogus wishful story. We'll get to that too. Torres, you're going to give me an update on what's going on with the Pac-12. I told you I had a real rumor on who's going to replace Shannon Sharp with a Skip. I got to get to that also. I did. I didn't pay
4: off on the tease there. Sure didn't. Can I real quick? Can I just? Can I just bring up one thing that's really not sports related? I mean, you can. What, I, I mean, they can cut your mic in the back. They might have to, but you can try. Gigi Sherpa. Gigi Sherpa. You don't know who that guy
3: is. Um, I don't cut know the who the mic, guy cut is. Cut the mic, guys. Oh, cut stop mic. it. I just want to say, this guy, you want to talk about a hero. Oh, I know this sore story, yeah. He was taking a private client up Mount Everest when he noticed that somebody was dying just 500 meters from the summit. He goes, oh, I'll just run over there, I'll wrap him up in a sleeping bag, I'll give him oxygen, I'll tie him to my back, and then I'll hike six hours down the mountain and save the guy's life. Because usually when something goes wrong and you're up there, they just let you die. You know that, right? They, There's people up there that, matter of fact, they use dead people as mile markers. Uh, as like, hey, here's the guy that's dead with the green shoes on and stuff like that, this guy would have easily died up there, and he carries him on his back six hours. Is that a bucket list thing for you to do, is to climb up Mount Everest? Is that something you want to do, Torres, or what? So at one point I thought it was, and... Until <laughs> <I told, laughs> that story came out, right? No,
4: it, but but part of it is it's become so commercialized, where it's like yes. I mean, you, you've seen the videos and the stories. If you haven't, I, I know Real Sports on HBO did a, a, a thing about oh, it. Oh, really? But it's like, you know... There's a, a very finite amount of time a couple short a, a, a small window when you you can actually make the trek and there's literally now thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that try to do it it's big business by the way um, and so uh, so yeah like like I'm not saying it's not an accomplishment if you've done it I'm sure we probably have somebody listening that has done it. But I just bring it up. I don't up. know our
3: listeners, but yeah, go ahead. I
4: mean, but the point is a lot more people than you think have actually done it because it has become a very commercial thing to do. Uh, the country of Nepal makes a lot of money off of it. Really? So, oh, yeah. Tons I of money. saw there was a bunch of people waiting to go up the next thing. There was like about
3: well, two or 300 of them or something, you know? Well,
4: and that's why kind of to your point, um, you know, if, if you don't make it, they just kind of push you aside. and And that's... The other thing too is these Sherpas. I mean, they're putting their lives on the line to help, uh, you know, uh, 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 an orthodontist from Milwaukee fulfill his dream, <laughs> and th- that is a big story over there. Is like like the locals hate it because, you know, they they have these, um, you know, the, these. Frankly, they're mostly men, I assume. But you know, the local men are putting their lives on the line. These people yeah. aren't qualified, and then to my point, it's become big business. And from my understanding, like the country of Nepal, basically, if you apply for a license to do it, they're not going to turn you down because you got to pay thousands of dollars to really? do it. Really? Gosh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And Look no, at you. You're, you're Mr. Hiker up there now. Huh? Look at you. Listen, I, I've watched a lot of hiking movies. I, you I, have. I, I, I thought know. you were just going to laugh at the story and move on. No, know? I saw the story. I saw the story. First of all, that guy is a, is a hero. There's zero doubt about I mean, it. To, to carry a guy down six hours down... I couldn't even walk down myself. I couldn't even roll down the hill by myself. Jeez. And you wonder why your basketball league's ready to kick <laughs> you out. Um but you should honestly I, I know uh you, when when we get off air, you'll probably be wired for a little bit. You won't be able to go to bed. Do some Googling. It it is huge business there. Um the locals I, I think it's kind of a, a you know, a give take, right? Is I think the locals kind of understand the commerce that it brings in, the money that it brings in, but it also drives people crazy because like I said, it's it's now thousands of people um most of them frankly aren't you know physically capable of actually doing it to your point a lot of people don't make it out alive so it, it wow. is a real thing
3: it's a real thing well if any of our listeners did it text it or tweet in, i'm kind of curious now to see if anybody's ever attempted it um and and got up and down the summit so we'll we'll see if anybody tweets on in on that one all right uh we got a lot to talk about obviously in the game but first you know we had mark uh medina on earlier today does the, does him coming on change your mind? Anything about the Kyrie LeBron rumor about going to Dallas? Um, You know, everybody's just kind of just shrugging that off. If anything, you think that Kyrie wants to go to Los Angeles. I, I think that's more of a long shot than actually LeBron going out to Dallas, but everybody seems to be shrugging it off.
4: Like it's just zero possibility of that happening. Right. By the way, to the last conversation, I did a quick Google search 2018, Two hundred ninety people died on Mount Everest, and a third of them were local Sherpas. In one year? In one year? So no, 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 no. Two hundred ninety people total. I'm sorry. Oh, total. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's geez, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I like apologize. Crazy. That is that is wow. like, A well, bad blunder on my part. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but not, about a third. This was in 2018. Ninety four have been Sherpas. By comparison, just thirteen Americans a leading nationality of climbers have died on the mountain during the first real second. I I think I'm going to have to
3: pass on that one then. You know what I'm saying? You're going to go to
4: the grave without that one. Yeah. I'm going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, I'm at the point now where there's like certain things uh, I'm just over and like, I've, I've surpassed that point in my, my life. Like, I'm just never going to take a tequila shot again. I just have no interest in doing it. It makes me sick. I'm not going to feel I'm well. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way. I have zero interest in ever riding a roller coaster again. Now, maybe, listen, if I have a kid or something. And what they are want you, to like do you, like Tom Brady? What's going on you here? You know, I didn't see that story until you threw it on the rundown with 37,000 other stories, but I did see that, yeah. I'm just at that, that point. That's so funny. Any, All right. Uh, anyway,
3: back back to Kyrie and LeBron. Uh, where do you sit on that now that we're three hours? Actually, the report came out much earlier today. So now that you've had the whole data resonate over the whole thing, is it just more of what uh, a wishful thinking for Kyrie? Why did they put it out? You think it's because maybe um, LeBron wants to have a little leverage with the Lakers? Um, I don't know. I thought maybe you could have like a 20% chance of actually LeBron thinking about it if they would reward him with – Drafting Bronny, but um, that's the only reason I could see him wanting to do it. Plus, it would be a pretty good three, I think. Um, Kyrie, LeBron, and Luca. I don't know how you'd work out that trade, but if if those three played together, I'd make them the favorite to win the championship with those three. That's for sure.
4: You'd make them the favorite to win the championship.
3: Oh, absolutely. Why well, you don't you don't think that's a good three right there? What are you What are you kidding me? I don't know if there'd be anybody better than that.
4: Yeah, I just go back to what we just saw with the Phoenix Suns. Um... And Kyrie doesn't even really play that much, so that that's part of it, too. Right. Um, by the way, Kyrie, what is the stat? I think he's won one playoff series uh, since he—I think maybe two playoff series total since he left LeBron. So mm. let's call a spade a spade here. Um, so with Kyrie and LeBron—or uh, with Kyrie, I I think this was a coordinated effort right. by LeBron and Kyrie. My belief is that—first of all, it's clear they want to play together— I don't think it's a coincidence that Kyrie just so happens to keep showing up at events at Crypto.com Arena, including Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals. Um, and I think they want this to happen. And so I think this was an effort by LeBron to, uh, to kind of let the Lakers know, hey, there's other people that want me. There's interest in me. And if you guys aren't getting serious about putting together a championship team around me, then I'm willing to look at other options. I would continue that conversation by basically saying that I think it's also worth considering. I think he has a championship caliber roster around him right now. I know it sounds crazy. They just got swept by the Nuggets. But as I said, second best team, or or excuse me, best team in the regular season after the NBA trade deadline. It's also worth noting. I think it's important. Mark Medina brought this up. Yeah. Because of the hole that they dug themselves early in the season, right? They had to play basically playoff games all February, March, and April, right? Whereas if you can space it out, if your every game isn't a high leverage game, you're a little healthier going into the playoffs. You're a little fresher going into the playoffs. And then I just don't think you know what happens. I mean, I think it's easy to sit here and say the Nuggets, if they win the championship, it's a budding dynasty and blah blah blah. And how many times have we said stuff like that about young teams? So. That is a very long-winded way of me saying I think that LeBron and Kyrie probably worked together to get that story out. I do think they want to play together. I don't believe it will be in Dallas, though. Now, Mark also told us about what Kareem had to say about when Kareem retired because
3: LeBron brought up the retirement word after Denver swept them four games to nothing. Just out of curiosity, when do you think LeBron will retire? And I don't mean year-wise. When will he retire when he could no longer dominate the scoring um, when he does get up there in age, when he starts playing for losing teams, when he starts averaging like twelve points a game, um, like Michael did, when when will he retire? When do you think he's going to say is enough is enough? I think when he starts losing the
4: scoring, he'll start saying enough. You know. Yeah, it's a great question, actually. Um, what do you, What do you think? So, so say that again. I think
3: what- it's I, I look. He could maybe when he plays on a bunch of losing teams, he'll say enough. But if he's still playing at a high level. I don't think that would bother him as much. I think once he loses his scoring ability and he starts averaging less than like twenty a game or you know, it starts going down, I think that's what he'll start considering retirement when he can no longer have those those big nights, you know?
4: Yeah, I think two things stand out. One, he is going to stay until Brownie gets to the league. And then what I'm curious about, I know it's easy to sit here and say, Oh, I'm I'm staying and I'm playing with my son. If like the Utah Jazz draft Bronny, he's right. really going to Utah to play his final year with you know with his son. I, I wouldn't I, think so. That's what I mean. So
3: um, that's why whoever drafts him has to do it on the on the know that LeBron probably comes with a package deal. You know. Well,
4: he claims he's going wherever his son goes. I don't know that I believe that though. Right. Um, and so that element of it, and then I think once you get past playing with Bronny, I just think it's a, a what level are you competing at and I don't think LeBron has it in his ego to be like a role player. Uh, like, like I think once he's – and I know you could argue Anthony Davis had better moments in the playoffs for sure. sure. I'm not going right. to argue that. Um, but it was still LeBron game four against the Nuggets when they needed somebody to step up that he, he played his best. And so I, I think when he's not really the kind of the quote-unquote star of the team, I can't see him being like a – uh, you know, a fifth guy facilitator uh, playing with whoever, whatever young star it is at that time. I, well, you, I, I think he's got to be the center. of. The you
3: team. know, if he was playing like, and I'll give you an example, like Clay Thompson right now, I think he might retire next year. I agree. You know, coming back from, what, two years missing, obviously Clay's lost, a, you know, a, a more than just a step. Klay is barely a number two. If you even consider him a number two, maybe Draymond's the number two. I think if, if that was LeBron
4: in that situation, I, I, I think he'd be gone, you know? I, I agree. I agree, and that's that's my point is that, I you know, physically, I mean, listen, he can't do it every single night. He can't put a team on his back like he did in 2018, you know, against the Celtics in that Eastern Conference Finals. He's still got a lot left in the tank, all things considered, with age and everything. But, uh, you know, I, I think when it's clear that he's not the star, the focal point, and then also – God, God willing, I, I hope there aren't major injuries, right? Because that was what took down Kobe at the end, which was just two or three major injuries back-to-back, and he wasn't the same player. So I hope it's not injuries. I hope it's just age, but that would be my assumption. All right, we'll come back. We'll start looking at games three and
3: four, uh, how that's going to play. we got to get to a little football also, so plenty to get to. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, in for the guys. Jason Smith and his best friend Mike Harmon right here on Fox Sports Radio.
5: So, visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Ravs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Span, you're in for the guys, Jason Smith. And his best friend, Mike Harmon. All right, before we get to games three and four, breaking news, which I should have gotten to like two hours ago, <laughs> six-time pro bowler NFL running back LaShawn McCoy is emerging as the early possible contender to succeed Shannon Sharp as Skip Baylor's debate partner on Undisputed. So – I guess they're going to bring in the former running back to have an extended audition with Bayless when Sharp takes his contract buyout from Fox Sports. So, LaShawn McCoy, I know he said a couple controversial things a couple months ago about something. I don't remember off the top of my head, so I'm curious to see how they're going to gel Really thought I was going to get the job, uh, to That's arrest. what I was going to say. The real yeah.
4: breaking news here is that Arnie Spanier yesterday said that the rumor was that it was going to be Skip and Arnie. Uh, uh,
3: thought it was.
4: Thought it was. And uh, so you're either a liar or you have really bad this sources. Or... Bad sources on you get? Did you get catfished? You got catfished, didn't you? <laughs> you got an email from a Nigerian prince. You're going to be with Skip, all that I stuff. Don't, I don't want to say anything, but uh,
3: somebody at Fox told me to keep my phone near me for the phone call. Oh, wow. Well. It was Justin, our producer today, he told me to keep the phone near me, yes. I don't know if he meant that I was going to get the job, but he told me to keep the phone near me, so.
4: By the way, speaking of random sports media stories, I'm just seeing this headline right now. Kendrick Perkins believes ESPN should do a better job of promoting Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Huh, huh. I could have sworn Perk was the guy that said it was racist to vote Jokic for MVP. He was. Now he he will say that he didn't say that, but he did. Say, he he certainly implied it. Now, how are you supposed to
3: promote him, though? You know, is this like Will Ferrell in in the movie where <laughs> you know you're and you're wrestling a bear or something like that? How exactly are you supposed to promote him a little bit more? That's what I don't understand. Well, know? I'll tell
4: you. You know, this conversation that we've had. Uh, I remember having it with you about Shohei Otani, Is I don't know how you get a guy. See, here's the thing: is that some guy like it's not just that he's good. Here's the problem: is the the person has to want want to be willing to be out there. Right. Um, LeBron, KD, you know these guys are out there. You know, KD's active on social media. All that Jokic, I I believe doesn't even have social media. Every time you try to bait him into a controversial quote, he defers. You know, tried to bait him into conversation about the MVP. Just kept saying how great Joel Embiid was. So that's the problem: is is that there are some guys. That I just don't know, like, want to be promoted. Like, Tim Duncan was obviously the, the cliche, perfect oh, example. Yes, like, exactly. one of the most gifted basketball players ever, but he just didn't want anything that had to do with something that wasn't related to yes, playing Yes, but that to
3: be the face of the NBA. You could still be the face of the team without being the face of the NBA, though. But he is the face of the team, is he not? Yeah, but, yeah but they have to do a
4: better job, I guess Perkins is saying, of making him the face of the team. And what I'm saying is you can try... But if the guy has no interest in that role, it makes it harder. You know what I'm saying? Like like Tim Duncan won the same number of titles in the same era as Kobe Bryant. Yet I think like when you think of that era, you just I think you think more of Kobe than Tim Duncan. But part of it was because Tim Duncan wasn't out there. And it's not a knock on the late Kobe Bryant. I mean, he's allowed to earn a living and do commercials and put himself out there and be in movies and do whatever. But that just wasn't what Tim Duncan wanted, and so I think that's what would make it hard for the NBA. Now, some of these other younger guys, John Morant certainly likes the camera. Unfortunately, it's always on social media doing dumb things. Um, but, uh, you know, Giannis seems very comfortable being a face of the league. I just don't know that Jokic is necessarily that guy.
3: Yeah, un- unfortunately, because he was two-time MVP and really could have been a third. What do you think is going to happen now in games three and four? First of all, are you back into the series? Are you like, I'm all in, this is going to be good, it's going to be close, or do
4: you feel like Denver's still going to run away with it? Um, I, I do think yesterday changed some things because, you know, one, I, I thought it was interesting, you know, I heard Mike Malone say this, and, and we talked about Mike Malone last night when I was filling in for Plank, but he said, he said, guys, I told you after game one that I didn't think we played our best basketball and so you really have two games where the coaching staff doesn't believe they play their A game. I don't believe they played their A game. You're going back to Miami. Um, and the cliche, but I think there's something to it, is a series doesn't start until the home team has lost a game. Right. Well, the home team has lost, a team that hadn't lost at home all playoffs long. So I think this is a series. Can I convince myself that Miami is going to win three out of the next five? I don't know that I can convince myself that. But I don't think it's out of the question that they win the series. And I I, I would have said that 36 hours ago before the start of game uh, game two last night. You know, I don't
3: feel like the neutral sports fan uh, that has no dog in the fight here are saying, oh, I, I'm pulling for Miami. I love this underdog story. It's it's one of the best underdog stories I've ever seen in my life. I know Nick Wright uh, at Fox was like, this is perhaps one of the biggest underdog stories in the history of professional sports. Um, I don't I'm not feeling it like that. Maybe I'm on the outside looking in or or whatever it is. I I just feel like maybe they were a little bit better. They were at eight seed, but I just don't have this lovable, warm, fuzzy feeling like this is like the best story I've ever seen in my life, Aaron. You know what I mean? I yeah I'm just not getting that.
4: This is one I'm with you on is it's it's an interesting run, but like, I mean they made the finals a couple years ago. They were shot away from making the the, the finals last year. I, I don't get what the big deal is. Like, like, not what the big deal is. I think it's a cool story. Right. I don't think you can call this one of the great surprise runs in the history. Just because you're a lower-seeded team. Like, look at the Lakers. The Lakers made the Western Conference Finals. If they had made the finals, can you consider it a shocker when they have one of the— Two or three greatest players of all time, and another Hall of Famer. No, just because they're a seven seed doesn't make it a stunner in the Lakers' case, and just because the Heat are an eight seed, I don't think it makes that a stunner By either. The, is that bad for the NBA now? Or
3: pretty much the regular season now is completely meaningless. You you don't I have agree. to be a one seed, a two seed. You you don't need home court advantage to to go far in the
4: playoffs. You just have to steal one game. I that that can't be good for the NBA right now. I mean, I. That, that goes without saying. I mean, we've talked about that for years, and this is something I've been critical of the NBA on, and it's unfortunate because the playoffs have been awesome and fun to watch and entertaining this year, but it's tough when you basically acknowledge your fan to your fans that, hey, these 82 games don't really matter. We're just trying to get into the playoffs whatever. This has been a criticism of mine of the league, and I think it also just speaks to, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's bad for the league. I know that they're doing the midseason tournament. They're trying to figure out ways to get players engaged. By the way, this is part of the Jimmy Butler conversation from earlier. I said, part of the conversation about what makes Jimmy Butler an elite player is that we have been conditioned to believe that all that matters is the playoffs and few players are better in the playoffs than Jimmy Butler. I don't care that with due respect, Lowry Markkinen scored 29. 29- Murray. Murray
3: is uh, 16 points in the regular season and does a lot better in the playoffs too. So actually, you got two of them in the finals there. Yeah, and, and I, I understand Jamal, your point.
4: Yeah, Jamal Murray, I think, is still to a degree coming back from injury. They're probably easing him in. Um, and I'll say this too: like it's tough because I'm anti-load management, but I do think there's a fine line. Like, like I don't know that, um, you know, like even Jokic, even whoever Giannis, a younger guy, like. 82 games is a lot of wear and tear on the body when when you are judged by championships. So it's tough because I do think it can go far too far the other way. Uh, but I also I don't know it's it's a slippery slope and and it's tough to determine. Okay, sometimes a guy just needs a night off to kind of get healthy and get right. But then where does it go too far with load management? You know, but you mentioned load management.
3: There was two names. That I didn't put on my list of twenty better than Jimmy Butler. I'm surprised you didn't say anything. The two names, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Did I did I omit them or they should not be on that list?
4: So it's funny, I talked to the guys in the back about Kawhi Leonard because your standard was won a championship, right? Better pure player than Jimmy Butler. I think Kawhi Leonard is definitely a better pure player than I Jimmy do Butler. Too. He's just not never on the court. Well, but he
3: won you know, took Toronto and won it. So, you know, that that fits your criteria.
4: Well, to your Robert Ory point, Robert Ory helped people win championships <laughs> twenty years ago as well. I mean, no, but I know- that
3: fits your criteria. Carey Toronto what he wanted. Hit some big shots there, obviously.
4: And what has he done in the
3: playoffs? since? Is- so
4: you are you saying you would not want uh Kawhi not Leonard? This, not this iteration of Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi Leonard, when he's healthy, is one of the three most, maybe probably two or three most talented players on the planet. I mean, listen, he wow. almost single-handedly beat the Suns in Game One of that that and, uh, he did. Excuse me, he's basically single-handedly beat the Suns in Game One of that opening round series. He just can't stay healthy. You what feel about bad, Paul bi- George? Yeah, take him. Yeah, they leave him. I would I, not over Jimmy Butler. I think he's a very good player. It's no disrespect. You know, I just don't think he's – I want to take him over Jimmy Butler. What has he done in the playoffs? You got Jimmy Butler high on that pedestal, do you not, or what? I think part of it, I keep going back to, the media, and not us, but a lot of people in the media have have told us that everything that that you do in the playoffs matters. And so it's hard for me to get – like, Donovan Mitchell's an incredibly – I
3: was just going to bring him up. I'm surprised you laughed at that when I brought up Donovan Mitchell.
4: I mean, his team couldn't even make it out of the first round of the playoffs. He's a damn good player. Great talent. Great talent. But I you know, I you know, there are other guys, by the way. If we're talking about just the best pure basketball talents, if you're starting a team, you could argue when Banyama should be ahead of Jimmy Butler before he's ever played an NBA game. You can argue argue Paulo Banquero, who had an unbelievable rookie season. But if we're talking about what Jimmy Butler does, the uniqueness of what he does a very good player in the regular season that becomes Superman in the postseason, that's a very unique thing, and it's proven now time and time and time again, three of the last four playoffs he's carried his team to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. By the way, what's going to happen with uh, John Morant? What are you hearing on the latest on that? I think we talked about it a little bit last night. I have no fundamental issue with uh, a half a season. Do you? Yeah, I think that's very
3: excessive, to be honest with you. But if that's what they're going to give him, I thought it was going to be like 20 to 25 games, but um, you're you're here like 40, 41,
4: right? Something like that, yeah. I mean, my whole thing is, and we can talk about this after DeSager if you want to, like I get that no law was broken, but the code of conduct was broken in Denver, uh, the league's code of conduct, I should say. And the other thing is it's a second offense. It's and it's a bad look for the league. I think this is an important point. I had somebody bring this up to me. The NBA is currently in a media rights negotiation. Right. Adam Silver has to go look at Turner in the eye and ESPN in the eye and anybody else that's trying to to negotiate and say, like, that can't be one of the faces of your of your operation. And if he is, you gotta get him in line really quick. Cause it's just it's just a bad look. And I understand right. Second Amendment this and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't stop you from you know, if, if your boss tells you not to do something, you don't do it. You know, and and and, and the second time especially it felt like he was kind of flaunting uh the, the first punishment. And so I don't blame Adam
2: Silver if he's upset.
3: We're gonna we're gonna come back, we'll get the picks. That's coming up next. Right here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
5: Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Be
2: sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
3: All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Span, your final segment of the show. Sitting in for the guys, Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. By the way, tomorrow we're making the Sager work, so it's me and the Sager filling in for the guys, and we're going to make the Sager do updates also.
4: He already left, so you can't peer pressure It's about time he did a little bit Should I give of out the rest of his phone number, by the no, way? No, no, we shouldn't do that. What was it, 847? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, My Chicago. Eight, I still have
3: a Chicago number. Eight All right, four uh, seven stop. two one two. Let's get to the progressive play of the day.
0: The Golden Knights kill the clock, and Stanley Cup Final Game Two is over. Seven two. The Knights smack down the Florida Panthers, and yeah, the Panthers skate off trailing the series
3: two zero. Uh, the Golden Knights radio network, Progressive, is making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Now, there's a video making the rounds, Tour as You saw this. I did. It, it's um, a sportscaster, Samantha Rivera, from CBS in Miami. She's doing a live shot in Las Vegas after the Game 2 of the Stanley Cup. And she's talking on the air live when a Las Vegas fan tries to jump into the frame, into the picture, and she takes out her right hand and just stiffs arm him like two or three times saying, you're not getting on TV. And I uh, kept him off TV. I thought
4: that was great. That's just too much. It's It's unbelievable, you know? It is, and she actually responded on Twitter. I found her Twitter oh. account. Yeah, she said, this is her exact quote. Listen, I don't give a D word. I think I could say that on air, but just in case I can't. I don't give a D word what team you're rooting for. Get the hell out of my face when I'm working and respect that I'm here to do my job. Yes. Excited to get back home to some classy Panthers fans <laughs> for game three. I love it. I love it. And
3: she was really giving the stiff arm, was she not? She wasn't gonna oh, yeah. let him in the picture, you
4: know. That's like when the guy is trying to take you down as a as a as a ball carrier in football, and you just keep pushing, pushing, pushing downfield, and all of a sudden you're ten yards downfield. No, uh, uh, she she gave this guy a good, and he deserved it, by the way. I mean, let the woman do her job. Um, but yeah, she uh, <laughs> that was better than Earl Campbell. Given that's stiff what arm. I'm saying, man. Jeez, they say the running back position is dead. I'm not sure. Hand her the ball; she's gonna get you eight yards.
3: Yeah, I loved it.
4: Um, All right, uh, games three and four, which
3: way you look at Miami's at home. Denver's the two-and-a-half-point favorite, so it's, you know, not quite a pick but slight favorite for the Denver Nuggets. I see Denver taking game three and four. I've been on the Denver bandwagon from day one. I'm not going to change now. Um, If this comes back 2-2, we're going to have quite a series, but I think Denver's the better team. I'm going to go with Denver both games.
4: Yeah, I, I think Mike Malone's message got through after last night. We were on air. I was filling in for Plank the other day, and and you know the 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 message right after the game was this isn't good enough. This is the NBA Finals, so I think having uh you know the the extra day to really let that soak in and marinate, uh, I think that's advantage Denver in Game Three. I'm not ready to call game four for Denver yet, though. I thought Miami showed a lot of resilience yesterday, but I also think it's kind of worth noting, Arnie, we talked about it as well, is a couple things. Is One, really outside the, the first five minutes of the game and the last probably, like 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 Denver was the better team for a good chunk of that game yesterday, and then on top of that, uh, Jokic scored a lot but was limited in playmaking ability. I assume they're going to want to get him much more involved early and getting other people involved.
3: Now, games three is on Wednesday, game four is on Friday, and then they don't play on the weekend. No Saturday, no Sunday game. Wow. They don't play game five until Monday. I was a little surprised about that. Usually, we get a weekend game, though. We, how
4: could you pass up a whole weekend? You know. Yeah, I think that you know, among the many things that we have to complain about with Adam Silver, that's probably another blunder on his part. So the, it's Wednesday, Friday and no Sunday. No no, it's Wednesday, Friday, no game Saturday,
3: no,
1: no game, game Sunday. Sunday.
3: They'll play game 5 on Monday, game 6 on Thursday, and if there's a game 7, that will be on the following Sunday. So it will take us uh 6 days to play two games and a week to play uh three games. So that's that's crazy, you know. They're yeah. dragging it out there. Got to have the Game 7 on a Sunday, though, you know?
4: Yeah, I also thought during the conference finals and, like, earlier in the playoffs, they played too much. Like, it was every other night where I thought for sure there were years past where there was more of a gap between games. So the schedule feels like it's been weird. But, yeah, to not have a game on Sunday, that feels very, very, very strange to me. They could have done Tuesday Thursday, Sat- uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or Sunday. And then you get a Thursday and a Saturday or a Sunday. Maybe they have metrics that say that people are more likely to watch during the week when they're at home as opposed to on the weekend. But I always remember there being a game on that second Sunday night once the finals start. Are
3: you taking anybody in the Stanley Cup? Vegas already up two games to nothing, so I assume you're jumping on that bandwagon, right?
4: Yeah, I probably got to go Vegas. I mean, they're up 2-0. By the way, I'll be in Vegas on Thursday. Uh, game three will be going on, so I might have to find a watch party somewhere. might have to grab my Knights jersey and uh, enjoy myself. Oh, so. if you you got to watch it at the pool, right? You know that big pool? I'm not going pool. To stadium swim. It's, it's, off, it's too far off the street. It's a great spot. I've been there. It's You an know what awesome I'm talking spot. about, right? Yeah, you stadium yeah. swim. It's at Circa. It's a a great oh, yes, spot yes that's it yes it's just a 20 minute drive off the strip and you know when i'm in town you know tours doesn't venture too far off the strip yeah so. that place looks like it's rocking oh it's we gotta thanks the crew they wouldn't allow you but yeah thank you very much thanks to justin
3: frosberg of course our producer out there iowa sam our technical director the sager yeah! of course on the updates remember me and the sager back tomorrow i'll tell you about that uh of course uh Thanks a lot to Smith and Harmon for letting us fill in. We appreciate that. Coming up next, Big Ben Maller. Did I get that right? Is he coming up next? That would be Ben Maller. I can see him from here. Got a guy. didn't know that guy takes so much vacation days. So stick around for Big Ben. Remember, DeSager and I back tomorrow for the guys right here on Fox
2: Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.